welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This is an all-points bulletin. World-famous supervillain Mangler the Merciless has escaped. He is described as a disembodied head dressed as Liberace. Mangler sometimes goes by the alias Mangle Dangle. Mangler is considered harmless and extremely dangerous. Do not feed Mangler french fries. Do not accept wishes from Mangler. Remember the buddy system. And, sorry Josh, wishing Space Jam 2 never happened is a stupid wish. Welcome to episode 12 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, the longest running Monster Mash podcast of all time. What? Hey, Count. What? Hopefully, it's hopefully the this week. Blah. Hopefully this week we don't run <laughs> three and a half hours. I am so sorry. That episode was a chore. And I was looking at our analytics of people who listened and that was our lowest episode um, <laughs> because it ran so long <laughs> but we do have a listener in ireland so whoever you are say hi because i'm amazed that we got that far pretty cool hi. that's pretty and awesome two people in the uk so i don't know who you are but i hope you listen to the whole episode and you love our american shenanigans because that's cool um I think that is it for kind of introductions this week, but it's show and tell time. What did you guys get this week? I am going to start with Josh because he's crazy. <laughs> I got stuff and things and toys. Uh, bought stuff for my cats. I bought Halloween pillows. I bought breakfast cereals. Uh, but I know you really want to hear about toys. Actually, although it's all that, interesting to me. Although, <laughs> to be honest, I, I did buy... I, I still haven't found that damn Monster Mash cereal, but I did find Count Chocula, and right away it was a moment of like, yes! It's yep. time! Uh, I was out and about today, and they were putting up... The uh, General Mills vendor was out, and he was like setting up the prerequisite Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry display. And I was like, I don't have enough room in my cupboard right now, but I'm very tempted. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why I only bought the Count Chocula. They did have all three, but I was like, no, gotta gotta go with the Count. And to kind of call back to a joke, on Saturday night, I slept on my couch. I fell asleep watching uh, Dune on HBO Max because I was like, you know, I want to fall asleep with some David Lynch. And I woke up, and there was a box of Monster Mesh cereal knocked over on the floor, and it was... <laughs> All over the couch and all over me. So at some point, I got up during the director's cut of Dune and inhaled some cereal. So the cereal werewolf strikes again. The cereal must flow. <laughs> I remember the last thing I remember is Paul Atreides' creepy sister talking to the Baron. And I was like, I have a, and I just, that's it. And then I woke up at like seven in the morning and there's cereal all over me. So good time. Uh, for, see, for some reason, I absolutely thought you were going to refer to the Baron as Paula Dean. <laughs> <laughs> the butter must flow. <laughs> it's, 
it's, it's the spice, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is she like? Yeah, she's from uh, uh, Planet Kentucky or whatever. Oh God, Planet Kentucky. <laughs> um, I won't ask where the worms come from. <laughs> they come from her cavernous butthole. I'll see it. Uh, <laughs> there are two, and each one is one of her son's faces. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Any toys, Josh? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Mike's like, we gotta get off this. We gotta get off this. Back to toys. I'm picturing like Paul Dean on all fours doing like an Ace Ventura talking with her butt cheeks, and then like a Beetlejuice sandworm <laughs> comes out, and it's her, it's her son. It's you know, it's like Ghidra's head, <laughs> and then it's like a Ghouls and Ghosts monster, and you're fighting it. Josh throwing javelins. Anyways, <laughs> I got the best recipe, y'all. You just gotta use three sticks of butter. <laughs> That's all it is. Three sticks uh, of butter. My great southern charm and my tapeworms. <laughs> there is a great book. I can't remember the author, but it's called The Troop. And it's about killer tapeworms that attack a Boy Scout troop. And it's insane. But uh, anyways. <laughs> I mean, isn't that also kind of Dreamcatcher? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this is like it gets in their bodies and they become ravenous. And they can't stop eating because they're full of these like butt worms. Yeah, I guess that's just like Dreamcatcher. I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> it's, it's also the same plot for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> um. Josh, any toys or just kind of cat toys? And no, I actually, uh, I actually did buy a few decent clearance toys, uh, among other things. I finally grabbed one of the Jazzwares DC figures, the three and three fourth inch ones. Yep. I grabbed the Joker, and I gotta say, that's a fun three and three fourth inch Joker. He's got like a little, uh, little translucent accessory pack that he came with they were all mystery accessories uh so he comes with a little chattering teeth bomb a little boxing glove that clips onto his wrist and uh what else he comes oh joker fish and yeah he's he's got good articulation he's well painted he's got fun accessories uh plus i got him for like two bucks so a plus i never see them that cheap and I think the cheapest I ever saw was that uh, three pack, Mike. You said you got with like Batman, Robin, and um, Killer, Croc. Killer Croc, and I wanted it, and I was like, I had gotten into the Mattel ones. They're uh, what that like the Infinity. I can't remember. Like the the packaging was a hand, and they kind of stuck around for a few years. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was I just I bought a bunch, and I never did anything with them. I ended up giving them all away, with the exception of the Atom. Um, so it's sort of like, eh, I don't know if I need another one of these, but you know, they, the best thing I can say about it is it feels like a toy, uh, yeah, in the yeah. best way. That's sort of like, I just wanted to play with it. Like I, I have one Fortnite toy and I play with it constantly. 
Yep. So then I feel yep. like, well, I need Batman and I need the Joker. But that's also how a collection starts. And then I'd be like, well, I need Superman and I need Robin and I need Bane <laughs> and I need da, 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 da. So hopefully. See, I just wanted the monster figures. I The whole thing that got me started was uh, Man Bat. And I found him on clearance for five bucks at Walmart. And um, like, you know what? What the hell? I've always liked Man Bat. I'm going to grab him. And I was so impressed with, like Josh said, how, how much it feels like a toy, like it's meant to be played with. I ended up checking Amazon, and then I found um, King Shark, the deluxe pack, and the three-pack I was telling you guys about, the Batman, Killer Croc, and Robin. Uh, those were also in the warehouse finds for Amazon, so they were dirt cheap. So I was like, eh, yeah, I'm going to get these. So that's that's my little collection of them, mostly because I wanted the monster guys. Yeah, I almost grabbed that um, King Shark a couple of times. Now I regret it. But are, I, I also grabbed the Masters of the Universe Wind Raider. Oh. Uh, I I never own the vintage one, so I don't have a comparison. Uh, it feels it feels huge, but so does the Land Shark, and apparently the Land Shark is only slightly bigger than the vintage one. Um, it's fun. I like it a lot. It's just it's a solid toy. Plus the base, uh, the center of the base pops out, and you can plug it into the top of Castle Grayskull. So it looks like a ridiculously oversized Wind Raider hovering over a ridiculously undersized castle. Uh, and all of is... a sudden, you're. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. And and really, by comparison, you're you're sort of looking at the Wind Raider, and you're like, how? How? I, but that should be like the. Shield Helicarrier with the size it is above Castle Grayskull. You know, the the Wind Raider is kind of the Texas pickup truck of Masters Universe vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit bigger than it should be because Man-at-Arms is overcompensating. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> but I am a sucker for anything that they make that can like plug into Castle Grayskull because I like Playset integration. It's so. cool. I, so, uh, yeah, two thumbs up from me. I've got the Classics one. I've got the Mega Constructs one. And I had the other one when I was a kid. Um, I've never quite understood the point of an anchor on a rope. Uh, you know, it flies already. But when I was a kid, I used to have it just, like, climb up the side of the couch with its uh, grappling hook. Um, or just capture things. Anyways, it's a fun toy. And for the price, I, I'd say it's worth it. The only complaint that I would have, and it seems like they're moving away from it, is no more packing figures. Um, yeah, it does seem like that. That was always like an All, extra added value. Although it does, like, by comparison, it there's a lot more plastic in the Wind Raider than there is the Sky Sled, so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mike, what'd you get, dude? Oh, I got too much. Um, <laughs> my uh, my Scorponok finally came in, the pre-order that I, I ordered back in January. And wow, I, I know I said to you guys in, in the uh, our group thread about this being a really impressive Titan class figure. I'm I'm blown away by it. Like the the more I, I pose him around, the more I move him around, the more impressed I am with him. Um, 
as much as I don't want to give out the top spot from Omega Supreme as far as my my Titan collection goes, I, I think he's he's claiming the throne the more I play with him. So he's just a solid, gigantic robot. And I haven't even had a chance to transform him yet. Like, that's how much fun I'm having with him. Uh, oh, um, you guys just... Mike, hold on. Somebody's calling us. Oh, you guys, you don't hear the the ringing sound effect that I'm I'm putting in and in, in post. Oh, oh, look at that! All right, it worked on the first try. Oh my Sweet. god! Who oh is my this? God. Josh, I have a present for you. For me, I do. I'm excited. Everybody, we're joined by our third special guest of the show. In this history, not this episode, Susie Hunt. We are trying out a new format where the guest plays along for as long as they want instead of me cutting to a weird interview. So, everybody, say hello to Susie Hunt, horror commentator extraordinaire and part of the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for for inviting me along, guys. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I so I've been I'm not totally up to date. Um, I'm a little bit behind on the episodes, but I just want to say how much I love the very special episode. We were all commenting. We were all commenting and uh, we're surprised that you're such a big fan of fighting games. We would have never thought. <laughs> I I just had a lot of fun listening to that and I really I I was laying I was listened to that one like as I was trying to go to sleep which was not a not a good idea for me because I ended up staying awake and listening to the whole thing which put me way past my bedtime but I definitely stand by my thing that one of the like one of the downloadable skins for the bride should be Frankenhooker or yes. maybe Jeffrey at the very end of Frankenhooker both <laughs> see you'll you'll have to listen to the rest of this episode to get caught up with this but i think that skin should go to paula dean <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so Susie, you jumped in in the middle of our show and tell segment where we're talking about things we bought this week chime in whenever you see fit because we might be talking a little too thick in the transformers nerd talk but feel free to make fun of us, ask questions, whatever. You're along for the ride. So, Mike, All you were right. saying you got Scorponok, and you haven't transformed him yet because he's huge. Exactly. That's what um, she said. <laughs> but as I, as I sent the picture to you guys, like he's actually big enough to hold the arc above his head. So the last Titan I got fully transformed as the arc, he can pick it up and stand, you know, without any help. You know what I thought of when you sent that picture? I thought of Patrick Swayze and Baby Houseman doing the lifts <laughs> in um, Dirty Dancing. I mean, you, you should have. <laughs> like he should have tight black blue jeans. And <laughs> the Ark can have a wet white t-shirt on. Anyways. <laughs> but, it's, I have to... but just the spaceship. It's just the spaceship of that, the Ark with the t-shirt on. That joke is specifically for my wife, and her favorite movie is Dirty Dancing, and I am certain I have watched it with her at least 50 times. <laughs> so Somebody put Scorpy in the corner. <laughs> I have to make Scorpionock do a roundhouse kick now. <laughs> see, I just, now Scorpionok. I just want to see, like, 
Jerry Orbach scolding Scorponok. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the grave? Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zombie the spirit, Jerry this, Or the spirit of Jerry Orbach just hovering like, why you gotta be like that, Scorponok? Just transform into a base and make everybody happy so they can live on you. Don't no, dance. it should it should be like in the in the cartoon Big Mouth instead of the ghost of Duke Ellington, the ghost of Jerry Orbach. <laughs> telling Scorponaka how he's going through changes. Yes. Oh God, I would watch this show. He can scold. Uh, he can scold Scorponok because he had to do an abortion for him. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah, that's how we a got plot of Dirty Dancing. That's how we got little Danny DeVito Scorponok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> Look who's turning 40, 40. Um, well, as I, I mentioned before, uh, my wife grabbed me uh, quite a few toys for our anniversary. Um, but I got the McFarlane uh, Warhammer Flayed one, which is honestly one of the best McFarlane toys I've owned in a long time. Um, the articulation is fantastic on it. It doesn't feel fragile at all. Um, it's just a really cool, creepy robot with human skin hanging off of it. Great anniversary present. <laughs> so it's a Josh toy. Pretty much. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, now... <laughs> There, there might be a little context to that because it, uh, as to why that's that's a Josh toy from my childhood. So, no, like a toy of you <laughs> <laughs> wearing the skin robot of your skin hanging off of it. Uh, I, I, I'm not a robot. Zero one, zero one, one one, zero one, zero one. One one zero zero one. That's uh, a clutch song. <laughs> one zero 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 one one. One zero one zero one. Uh, see, the funny thing is, I was thinking of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe also that applies. Music. That applies to multiple songs. People just listing things in binary. I, yeah, no, I was just going to quickly segue into the fact that my, uh, when I was younger and McFarlane did the, uh, Tortured Souls figures, yep. I, I, I talked my mother into buying them for me for Christmas. Yeah, but your mom's <laughs> the greatest mom ever. We've established so, this. So Christmas morning, I was opening, you know, Clive Barker's Tortured Souls. Yep. Uh, what a nice Christmas morning that was. Pretty cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put little tiny Santa hats on all of them. <laughs> okay, Mike, you got the flayed one? Uh, yeah, the flayed one. I also got the uh, NECA Frankenstein, the color version, not the black and white one. Um, that's a really great figure. Like, I know we give NECA a lot of crap, but that's that's a gorgeous figure. Um, and then the Creep Show Creep, the uh, the one that's got the cloth robe, that's another yep. awesome figure. Yes, and then, is. last but not least, uh, Grogu from the Vintage Collection, which is really cool standing next to the, the Vintage Mandalorian. But the one main problem I have with it is the um, the little pram that he comes with. It has, like, the, the top shell pieces, but they don't clip together. So there is really no way to make it clip together seamlessly. It just, it one side is too large. I don't understand how this made it through. 
I don't know. What? What? As, as yeah. Dawn would say, toys got a toy. Yeah, <laughs> like you can set it on there, and it's like, oh, look, it kind of works. Is this but, the yeah. retro style one? No, no, the vintage one. The one I have I've, is just one solid piece. I've right. got to look this up and see if that's the case. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check, check a review for you and see if that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. It's annoying. <laughs> well, Josh is checking that. I haven't opened my Frankenstein yet. It's sitting on my table in my basement. Because my pile of loot shipped from Big Bad Toy Store, and I got four of the Turtles Ultimates. So I got Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Michelangelo. And holy hell, they are awesome, heavy, really nice, like, high-end action figures. Um, Michelangelo is a little fragile. Like, it feels like his hips might break if you play with them a little too much. So does Raphael. Um, but that's just kind of how they're designed. But I love the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have zero complaints about them. The only thing, I mean, I I get why they did it, but the extra weapons in flat colors, like I'm never gonna use them. Like I, that's cool if they packed them in there, but like I don't need another knife and another gun. They're just in a bag, right? Uh, and you can't get them to hold their garbage can lids and sewer lids for shields because the hands are a little too stiff. So those are in bags too. Not that I ever used them as a kid either. Mm. But uh, I got that, and today I sent you guys a picture. I picked up that Jaws set from Toonie Terrors. Oh, that looks so cool. I just found yeah, it, it randomly. It is really cool. It's only 20 bucks. For yeah, some reason, that's... I thought it would be like 30 but it's really one hell of a value. I got some Scooby-Doo animated figures off of Wish that showed up in the mail a little while ago, so I kind of, I'm putting together a display of the Toonie Terrors with like Velma and Shaggy and Fred nice. and Scooby. But, but do they have... look like they came from Wish? Like, does Scooby, oh, yeah. are Scooby's eyes on his butt? They're all dirty. <laughs> yeah, they're all like a little off because I don't want to pay full price for them. And in Wish, it was like 12 bucks. Okay. So I was like, yeah, why not? I, you know, I'd rather not spend the money on something like that. So they're at a distance, they look fine. But when you get close, they're all sorts of weird. And the, all their elbows and knees are broken and, you know. They look... Scooby booby eyes. Scooby booty eyes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so like Zoinks Scooby, I like have totally got the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't be using the Shaggy impersonation going forward. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. um, I just feel like the, the like, knockoff. You know, show... I'm not too bad at Shaggy overall if I think about it. I have to actually, like, course up my voice, though. I feel like the knockoff Shaggy, though, would sound like Trey Parker doing the Japanese voice. Be like, I want a sandwich! <laughs> like, it would just be... <laughs> like, all would be wrong. And Velma, instead of yelling jinkies, she would yell junkies. <laughs> See, and... She would and... have a, sick, a thick southern accent. Be like, this is janky, y'all. <laughs> See, and then I, picture I can't find my glasses. <laughs> if, oh God! After Paula the tree, what I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that's okay. R- rule oh. thirty-four. Rule thirty-four. That's somebody oh. out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh God! After after thinking of of the tray voice for Shaggy, I can't ha- help but picture Fred in the background just being like, "I want a sandwich too." 
Mike, when you're done talking about your cool toys, I, I actually recently got a cool toy that I can share. I am done, so go for it. So this is this is something that I got as a birthday present from my brother and my sister. Yep. Um, and Mike, actually, when you mentioned NECA, it reminded me of this. I got the NECA Puppet Master Ultimate Blade and Torch. And oh, yes. Autographed by Charles Band. Congratulations. So I'm never, never taking them out of the box. You got maybe, I maybe at the end of the year we can kind of tablet it up, but I think that might be the best horror toys that have come out this year. And that I didn't set in even, particular. Oh, I didn't even like think anything of it because like my brother and I are always talking about horror movies and toys that come out and he's constantly buying like different horror toys and when these came out he was like which one do you like better and like i love blade um jester is actually my favorite but i love blade and i was like oh i love blade the blade and torch one and then he ordered it and weeks he was like i want to tell you what i got you for your birthday and i'm like no don't spoil it and he wanted to tell shane my husband and shane's like don't don't tell me i want to be surprised too so he he gave me my present like a couple days before my birthday. I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, this is probably the best present that I'm going to get this year. So I was super excited about that. The fact you got the Charlie Band signed ones is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah it really uh, is. I can only imagine the deal he made with NECA was that like I get a whole palette of free figures to sign. And because that's something that Charles Band would totally do. I could uh, see it. Something I forgot that I got is I got my Henrietta figure from Josh showed up from Pickman's Vinyls, and I got a sample, a factory sample of the Myers mask that's coming out, and holy shit, impressive. So, I, Josh, is there any left in the store? Uh, as of as of this recording, there are only two left in stock of the run of six. If you haven't gotten one, get on it because they're bigger than you think. And it's like a hefty value. Like I was just holding it and I was like, damn, like I want more of masks now. I was really impressed. Speaking of the Myers mask, Josh, I watched I watched your video on Instagram yesterday. Oh, thank you. And what would what would Susie from the Boogeyman's Closet on a podcast be without a little ditty? So, Josh, this is my gift to you. And although, I'm so excited. Although this song is not on Ziggy Stardust, this is my gift to you. Ready? <clears throat> this is Michael Myers, your big bro. I found you, Laurie Strode. And I'm looking forward to killing you today. Dr. Loomis better not get in my way. There you go. <laughs> that was amazing. That was awesome. Bravo. I, I had to mute. I have been in tears repeatedly today already. <laughs> thank, thank you for adding one more. Susie, are you oh. classically trained? Like, were you in choir or anything? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. It shows. Thank you. So that was fantastic. As I have alluded to a few times now on a few different podcasts, we had somebody come to us for a commercial. Um, Her name is Sandy Puss. 
and she is writing a series of books about how to be safe while doing the horizontal lumb how to be safe i'm gonna leave that how to be safe while having sex within horror movies within dangerous situations there's a lot of teenagers out there doing stupid stupid things and she wants to save your life make your life better make sure you're doing it right and the world's a happier place so sit back relax and enjoy a special word sandy puss who has a booth at the flea market uh for route 11 yeah that's right off of route 11 <laughs> at the flea market next to the abandoned pizza hut so sit back relax and we'll be right back that's you susie do you love horror movies so much that you feel compelled to reenact those, those intimate scenes between two smitten usually teenagers but are afraid of the consequences fear no more i'm sandy puss and I offer books and seminars on how to safely indulge without the risk of death or dismemberment or other unpleasantries. You like camping, but are aware of the dangers of intimate things like helping someone with showering or using a toilet stall, laying in a bed with someone after earning that archery badge, or even just taking a little nice rump in the woods with, uh, you know, a picnic basket. Don't fear. With my books and at my seminars, I teach you all the moves and techniques so you do not end up drowned in an outhouse or impaled after expelling enchilada demons while serenading your partner who's standing outside admiring your natural musk. The first 10 people to order one of my books or sign up for one of my seminars will also get a bonus. That is right. I will include at no extra cost my own Sandy Puss Wipes. So you don't need to worry about showering at all, thus helping you to save your life further. But wait, there is a bonus. If you call now in order, use the code Josh Mikes, because I met them at a toy convention, which was not the kind of toy convention I thought I was at. You'll get a savings on my seminar. Instead of paying $99.99, you'll pay the reduced price of $99.50, and I'll throw in a copy of the Kinkronomicon at no additional charge. To register, call 1-555-SANDY-PUSS, and don't forget to use the code Josh Mikes. Again, that's 1-555-SANDY-PUS. <laughs> oh, I made the right choice. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh. The enchilada demons. That's fantastic. I have to the natural something, something that like you laughed at as a kid and it's burnt into your brain and you can't stop laughing at it as an adult. <laughs> I don't know why mm-hmm. I'm Yogi Bear mispronouncing picnic basket and saying picnic. Yep. It kills me. Like Hanna-Barbera mispronunciations of words. <laughs> I can't help myself. I have three. So I don't know how many you wanted me to have prepared, but I have three. We could do three. Oh God, yes. Okay. You're totally good. And I ran them all by Shane after I got out of work. He goes, are you prepared? I go, oh, I wrote three on my lunch today. He goes, do you want to, can I hear them? And I said, yeah. And he goes, those are great. So uh, my friend, we have a listener now that is 10 years old. So one of my best friends has a son, Henry, who is us as a kid. Like, he's you know, a monster kid through and through. And he knows about the podcast. He's been dying to listen to it. But his mom is a little overprotective. So she's like, I don't know. Because 
uh, I have a, a funny relationship with Henry in that he's always been excited by these things. So I'm always over eager to like, he told me he likes monster movies. So for his birthday one year, I got him the box set of Friday the 13th. And um, with all the DVDs, this is when he turned like seven. And <laughs> in the back of my mind, I knew his parents were going to be like, uh, no. But when I was Did seven, I watched again. Yeah, like when I was seven, I never watched. I watched all those, so it didn't register with me. And I gave it to him. He ripped it open. And I remember the first thing he said was, "Yay, I'm an adult." <laughs> and his parents were like, his mom in particular was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Those are full of boobs. No, no, <laughs> you're not doing it." Um, so then I felt horrible, and I like went and got him another christmas present because i was like i'm so sorry and i got him like a wrestling toy um i was hoping it was going to be like the texas chainsaw massacre dvd set yeah. well no i had i had all those <laughs> on backup so if you ever wants them i can be like here you go you're old enough now um but yeah he's a listener so henry if i ever say turn off your radio or turn off your uh ipad or fast forward a few minutes listen to me so i'm covered and your mother doesn't kill me that that is all. <laughs> all right. Sage uh, advice. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that with his mother. Um, hi, Danielle. So we have two segments. I forgot to enter the retail hell into the notes, and I have news. Where would you guys like me to start? News. Mike, news. All right. So the Haslabs Kickstarter for Galactus is completely funded, and then some. It closed at just over a little over 30,000 people backing it, and all the tiers are back. So there's three additional figures of Nova, who is like a golden silver surfer, silver surfer, a character called Morg, who is like a barbarian guy with an axe, who is one of the Galactus heralds from some back issue, and a new head for Galactus that's Dr. Doom in purple. Um, They showed off the No Way Home from the new Spider-Man movie, they're Marvel Legends. Nothing special in that there's no, like, Dr. Octopus or Electro or Green Goblin. I'm going to buy the shit out of that J. Jonah Jameson figure. Yep, there's (laughs) J. Jonah Jameson, and there's a bunch of Spider-Men, and there's uh, Dr. Strange, who was a re-release of a multi-pack Dr. Strange, and there is some sort of vampire character who I don't know who he is, and the Build-A-Figure is a big armadillo thing. I buy them all, I'm going to buy this, too. Um, big armadillo thing. It's yeah, it's like Hulk if he was an armadillo. His name is armadillo. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have bleeding armadillo broom. I can't talk. Bleeding armadillo groom's cake. Yep. I have no familiarity with this character whatsoever. No. Nope. Neither do I. I'm sure Maurice knows who it is, but hell if I know. Um, Neca finally showed off some new alien stuff in Kenner Tribute Panther Aliens. Both color versions that came out in the toys. So there is the golden version, and there's the black and red version, and they're both forty bucks. So the price has gone up drastically. The price has gone up already uh, in the video game repaints that are hitting Walmart's right now. They're like thirty three dollars as compared to what they used to be, which is like in the twenty dollar, twenty to thirty dollar range. Yeah. Um, so be ready to pay a little bit more. It looks like they're kind of packing as much as they can, giving you some features. Um, but you may not want to swallow that price. If you wait long enough, there's usually target coupons. And you can kind of like hedge your bets. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the Rhino Alien $40? Uh, 
Rhino was 30. And, yeah. Oh, I thought it was 40. The Rhino got clearance really quickly at Walmart. So if you waited long enough and you, you're just kind of lucky, you found him for like 12 bucks. Oh, I wasn't um, that lucky. <laughs> so, but also the Rhino was massive. It was like a big chunk of plastic. Uh, the Panther is just a reuse of the dog alien from Aliens 3. So he's a lot smaller. He's got some gotcha. new parts. But also the Panther alien is sort of like a, a surrogate for the dog alien in the Kenner toys back in the day. Uh, the Mezco went. I'm squinting my eyes angrily at the price. Yeah. You I mean, can't three, see it, but I'm doing it. Uh, Mezco is doing a 112 collective Xenomorph. Um, I don't have any 112 collective. I pre-ordered Conan. It seemed like years ago, and I haven't heard anything. So that's the only one I'm getting, if it ever comes out. If you like that stuff, it looks real cool. It's got rubber skin. Looks pretty neat. Um, I have rubber skin. (laughs) (laughs) Over your robot body. Yeah, hear me bragging about my rubber skin. (laughs) Usually that stuff deteriorates over time, though, so that's kind kind of a risky investment. I just can't justify spending the money. I don't know um but josh how I, do you replenish your rubber skin as it deteriorates there's a reason i'm a toy maker ah <laughs> do you have the josh hibbard regeneration chamber <laughs> <laughs> you know i tried to build it but i kept running into the issue where like anytime i would go to uh, put put the flesh into it it would only get about halfway up and then bubble and uh and gel so I was had an in, incomplete covered skeleton. You say regeneration chamber, and all I'm thinking of is Brundlefly. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that there wasn't like a line of '90s Brundlefly toys because every other big science fiction property got uh, oh, yeah. a cool action figure set. Brundlefly didn't for whatever reason. Uh, there are some new Power Rangers that they showed off, so there are four ninjas now. If you care about that kind of stuff. There is a two-pack of Astronema and a character called Ecliptor, who looks sort of like he's from Tron. So he's got, like, these broken video game lines about him. And there is the aptly named Power Ranger villain, Finster, not to be confused with Sphincter, who is (laughs) some sort of weird old parrot monster thing. He's the guy who makes all the monsters in Power Rangers. Wait, there really is a character named Sphincter? Finster. But okay. little little kids can't pronounce the name, so it just sounds like Sphincter. Okay. Um, basically, that's he gotta is... be fun when they're talking to grown-ups. Yeah. Look at my Sphincter toy. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Sphincter for Christmas. Oh my Please, god! So you... How many kids I, are gonna I sit have... on Santa's lap and say that this year? I want a Sphincter. Hey, listen, <laughs> I see had you, a Paula Sphincter Dean. as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all of those things together <laughs> so today august 31st NECA announced that they have a deal with the creator of usagi yojimbo so there is going to be a usagi animated samurai bunny rabbit toy coming out for the ninja turtles line there is a new ash coming out from evil dead part one for like the 40th anniversary of the movie so it's just plain jane younger Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. Uh, not very exciting, but maybe he'll have some cool accessories. 
Uh, it looks like they have the tape recorder on the Necronomicon. I can only hope that there are one of the demons from the first movie, maybe uh, his sister, coming out, because that would be kind of cool. But it's NECA, so who knows? And in their second week of exclusives, the Tops Mego combination thing is happening, and there is a new Zira and a new Taylor in Mego form, if that's something you care about. It looks a little, you know, Mego-y. But it's Charleston Heston, so if that's something that you think is cool, you can buy that at Tops Mego, whatever their website is. Get your hands he- off me, you damn dirty apes. Yeah, uh, they See, they have the hair that makes you care. <laughs> oh, man, I'm looking at it now. He's like, he's cheap, and he's got, like, slippers on, and he's bow-legged, and but- it looks like a five-year-old dressed him. So it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that sounds like Charlton Heston. Yep. (laughs) All right, so the news was quick this week, but we can segue into a retail hell story. Um, I believe I promised I would share some sort of horrible bathroom tale from Wegmans. I have a horrible, like, urban legend story that is actually true because it happened to me, or I have a funny story. Uh, What would you guys like? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'll I'll tell you the funny story in the bathroom. So it was always everybody's got it's always something in the bathroom. One of my jobs, we had a kid that would come into the store with his grandma, go shopping. So at our Wegmans, there's this big uh, skyscraper down the street that was like a ten story retirement home, and you had to be like over fifty five and you get an apartment in this place. This woman had her grandson all the time. And for whatever reason, he loved going to the bathroom at our store. So what they would do is they would call you and they'd say, uh, Clifford. And then you knew it was him. You have to go to the front of the store. What he would do is he would, he had to take a dump and he would wait until he was in Wegmans and he would go in the stall and he'd insist on having the door open and talking to everybody, which would freak everybody out or you get creeps that were in there with him. So we'd have to have an employee hang out with him as he dropped a deuce and would talk to you about little kid stuff. So it'd always be, because I'm low man at Total Pool, I have to go hang out in the bathroom with Clifford. <laughs> he, was, he was taking a dump, and he'd talk about, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Pokemon and McDonald's. And I'd just be like, I'm, why, well, this is the worst job ever. Why am I doing this? I'm standing there with a mop talking to a four-year-old while he takes a dump with the door open at Wegmans. <laughs> Clifford, wherever you are, man, I hope you're doing great. Um, I hope you shut the door now when you take a doo doo. I do too, and you can't I put that on a resume. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have I have a very very short story, a Please very short, terrible, uh, terrible but really really funny work. Where it it isn't retail. It was a uh, once upon a time. Both Don and I worked for a certain movie theater chain uh, that had a location in Niagara Falls. Oh, the one that closed down behind where there used to be hills where the toys are. No, no. Uh, oh, it, the it other was, one. Okay, yeah, yeah. It you know its logo is like it it's some 
Now it's some weird, stylized, stupid-looking crown. It's called, as like, a, Kings and Queens or something. Yeah, as, a, as, a, as opposed to, you know, it's old, stylized, stupid-looking crown. It yeah, It was okay. not, not, not a very uh, regal-looking crown. Um, I don't know what the movie theater chain was. Anyway, it was opening night of a movie called The Marine. A uh, little little known movie, which was uh, I, the first major studio movie to feature John Cena. Uh, and Dawn and I got called into the theater mid-movie opening night to calm a guest down. We get in there and the guest is clearly intoxicated. Marching up and down the stairs and proudly yelling, It's John Cena! It's my boy! Oh man, he's on the big screen! It's John Cena! Oh, it's John Cena! Oh, it's John Cena! That sounds about right for Niagara like Falls. Ridiculously overly drunk, super excited. To see John Cena on the big screen, and Don and I get up to him and we're like, "Sir, sir, you have to get the movie. The movie has started. You have to sit down." And he like he so he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know." But you see John Cena? It's John Cena. <laughs> and turn around and point back at the screen and look at us and be like, "You see John Cena? Oh, John Cena." We finally get him to a seat and he's still just kind of mumbling like, "Oh, John Cena." Oh, I'm just so happy to see John Cena. <laughs> so, Josh, I got a question. Yes. At this royalty theater chain by Home Depot in Niagara Falls, <laughs> uh, what's the policy when you have to, like, remove a guest? Is there, do you guys call the cops or do you have, like, the big guy that's always working? Like, uh, Bob and Popcorn, is it his job to, like, get the drunk guy out of the theater? You know, most of the time it isn't, it, at least when I was there, it wasn't a huge issue. There were a few times that cops had to be called. Uh, and it was, it was usually over, it wasn't usually over any necessarily like guests fighting with other guests. It was like two guests that came together that start fighting midway through the movie. Mm-hmm. And then take that fight into the lobby, oh, and my. then turn that fight into a screaming match. <laughs> stuff, stuff like that uh, is generally when we have to call the cops. Most of the other times, it's just like Dude, you gotta go, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that I was at the said movie theater on Sunday. My brother and I went and saw Candyman, which I heard there was going to be some Debbie Downer stuff today. I hope I didn't miss that. And uh, you have not miss- yet. Okay, good. Um, and let me tell you, Jordo, who sold us our tickets, and I don't know the other young lad's name. I'm just going to call. I know for a fact Jordo because I looked at his name tag and I thought, okay, interesting name. Um, so we're going to say Jordo and Stevo. Um, they, I think, if anyone got a little bit rowdy they probably would have both hidden inside of the popcorn machine. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm just going to call him Bobby. Bobby! 
cleaned the theater and was very kind enough, you know, in case Granny here with her silver hair and her glasses didn't see, he said, now be careful when you when you get into the actual theater and you turn left, I have to pick up my broom and the little sleepy thing, the collector. And I said, thanks for that heads up, Bobby. Because I clearly would have tripped over it. Um, any any of the young lads working through the summer at high school, they would have probably hidden in a bathroom stall. Yeah. So yeah, there there were a lot of people not willing to deal with any issues when I when I was working at many different theaters. I would usually volunteer because I was just like, I want to see where this craziness goes. <laughs> I mean, I think these kids are maybe 15 years old. Like, they probably had to have working papers. And it's a good thing that the move that, like, school hasn't started yet. And the last showing is at 730 because the movie got out, like, a little before 930. So, you know, mom and dad could pick them up in time, you know, for mom and dad to go to bed, get up to go to work the next day. Uh, I will I will say there was a a fantastic. uh, Well, this wasn't necessarily having having any interaction with retail. There was a brilliant overnight at said theater once when uh, our our boss talked us into um, basically coming into the theater overnight to paint, repaint all of the railings and do all the trim in the theater. Uh, it was extra pay plus a bunch of pizza. So why not? So we get about halfway through the second theater and we hear our boss start giggling at the top of the stairs. And we don't really think anything of it. We keep painting. And he starts giggling a little bit harder. And then someone else just sort of like, I think, starts giggling. It seemed like they started giggling because he was giggling. And finally, someone pipes in. They're like, what's so funny up there? And finally answers down with, hey, guys, I think... Uh, I think I think this paint is supposed to have have ventilation. We probably shouldn't <laughs> be breathing this in. Let me let me go open the exit doors because we're all getting really high right now, and I can feel it. <laughs> That's pretty uh, so we got through a theater and a half before you know someone said anything, and it was finally my boss, and he was the one to point blank admit, like I'm I'm getting you high on paint. <laughs> <laughs> So, while we're on the topic of huffing paint and movie <laughs> theaters, and I'm just going to assume, Susie, you saw Candyman. Yes. Josh, we have a mutual friend named Debbie. Does she do. have thoughts on this beautiful man who gives candy to children? Hey, guys. It's me, Debbie Donner. Let me tell you something. I found the new Candyman's. And let me tell you, it was woke garbage. I sat through that whole movie. There was barely any candy. Sure, there were a bunch of mans, but there were no mans made of candy. And you know what? None of them mans were like going around made of candy being like, hey, you should take a bite of me. You should use, you should use my licorice hook and you should do things to it because I'm a sexy candy man because that's what people do, sexy candy mans. 
let me tell you, there was a social, social, social justice message. I couldn't think of what the word was because I was so angry. It wasn't social media, it's social justice. It's social justice message. And I think the message was supposed to be something about how bees are bad. And let me tell you, I like bees. Bees give me honey, and honey makes candy too. So, you know, this doesn't make any sense. I saw the original. They were Tony and Todd. He was sexy, but he was also made of bees and not candy. So what is this woke garbage? Candy man? Uh-uh. More like woke trash man. Two thumbs down. Bye. <laughs> okay oh. i'm gonna take oh. a little quick sidestep here you know we have that very special episode where we pick horror movie characters and everything mm-hmm. let's add two right now with macaulay culkin from my girl and Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great pairing oh it would be instant chaos <laughs> Oh, if we're if we're adding something like that, it has to ha- it, it has to be a full expansion pack and include uh, Atreyu and his horse versus the swamp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, real real quick, I was gonna say that same theater. Uh, I, I went to see Candyman on Friday, and witnessed a wild Karen and Chad. You know, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. We we were all in line waiting to buy our tickets, and they opened a cash only line. So some people from the back of the line went up to the cash only line, and Karen decided to start screaming and yelling at the people, talking about how you think you're so important, you think you get to cut to the front of the line. Well, fuck you! And she just started screaming at them, and they're Wait, like, because they were paying with cash, because she thought they cut, and they were like, but we're paying with cash. We were told to come over here and she's like, I don't give a damn. All these people were be, we were already waiting and you think you could just cut to the front of the line. And then the people behind the counter were like, ma'am, are you paying in cash? And she was like, no, I'm using my card. <laughs> like she wouldn't listen. And then the guy just goes, okay, Karen, calm down. And then Chad stepped in. He's like, well, you want to fight? You want to fight? It just started screaming at the guy. Oh my and God. We were- Why have I not seen this on Facebook already? <laughs> uh, Mike. Seriously. Mike, you did a terrible disservice. (laughs) See, somebody should have just looked right at him and been like, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. And the best part was they were in the theater with us. But yeah, it was it was me, Maurice, Danielle and Jess. uh, Like we all witnessed this. and We're looking at each other like, is this is this really this is really happening? There's a, a wild Karen and a wild Chad. Like, what the hell? But yeah, they, they calmed them down and, uh, you know, they said, I felt bad for the security guard because he was like five foot if he was an inch and Chad was damn near seven feet tall compared to him. John Cena! He was yeah, really <laughs> this hulking monstrosity of a human. This is uh, why everything needs to be on demand. I don't want to deal with this at theaters. Well, See, I yeah. thought that Candyman was going to be streaming on Amazon Prime. Because I I searched it and I like I looked online like where is Candyman going to be streaming and it said that for I don't know some reason I thought it was going to be on Prime so I looked it up on Prime and it was the poster for the new one and it said there was a little banner at the bottom of the box it said early access so I added it to my queue but the synopsis said 
Helen Lyle, a graduate student, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so, and I did this on Wednesday and I'm like, all right, maybe it's just because it isn't updated yet. Yeah. So my brother's like, do you want to go see it on Friday? And I'm like, no, because I had a bad migraine week last week. And I was like, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to go on Friday. I said, I think it's going to be on Prime. And he was like, all right, whatever. So Friday I go to watch it and it's still like, Helen Vile, graduate student. And then I click watch and it's like rent for $3.99. And I'm like, oh, hell no. This is not the new one renting for $3.99. So then Definitely I'm like, not. just want to go Sunday. And he's like, yeah, let's go Sunday. And I did I not have an experience like that, Mike. I'm kind of disappointed. I would have <laughs> gone Friday and Sunday. Theater was, it was empty. that good. I loved it. And I told Mike yesterday... Because we saw each other at something. And um, I came home on Sunday night and I watched a bunch of YouTube reviews. And the majority of them were bashing how, like Debbie Downer said, how woke Oh, God, I know. And how it just, it throws that, you know, putting putting people of, you know, color down and the gender. It throws pudding. <laughs> and how it was so sloppily made. Really, the only thing that I would have liked to see more of is there's so little, and it does tie in when her and her. Bro- I thought her brother was fucking hilarious. Like mm-hmm. I had a friend like Wait, that. Wait, Michael, in high have you seen it? No. Okay. Then okay. I'm no spoilers. Stop. So. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. There is. I can. I can. I think I know what you're talking about, and I can sum it up in a no, no spoiler way. Her subplot there, should have been explored more. Yes, there yes. there is a subplot that is not fully explored, but it's not detrimental to the overall movie. But it could it could be cool in a sequel. It, yes, what, it could. That's what I was thinking. And I think that the end set it up for a potential sequel. Yeah. Well, like I said, the whole point of this film in the first place was to reinvent the franchise so we can get more out of it. Yes, and be a direct sequel and reinvention. I thought yeah. I thought that, and people you know were what? like, "Oh, Jordan Peele is so woke." He didn't direct it; he produced it, and he has a writing credit. Nia DaCosta, she's definitely a talent. And stupid me, the very very beginning, without giving a spoiler, I look over to my brother and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he's like, "This isn't what he said," but I'll just say this: He goes think about it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to see a movie called Candy Graham, which is a dark reimagining of the Saturday Night Live Plant Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I want like the land shark to show up in like the candy man coat, like kind of King Shark style with a hook for a hand. Candy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Opens his big shark maw and just sprays bees for no reason. Candy Graham. Candy Graham. Candy Graham. <laughs> Candy Graham. Shows up, kills you, eats your chocolate. I also am very much wanting to see Last Night in Soho. Yeah, that looks really good. I love Edgar Wright. Yeah. And then I think that movie looks really good. And... Downtown has been stuck in my head every ever since I saw the trailer. 
I was walking around the house yesterday humming and singing it. And Shane is like, what is going on? And I'm like, there's this movie that Edgar Wright directed and is coming out in October. And it was in the trailer I saw Sunday. <laughs> well, hopefully I have the time to see it soon. I tried and failed last week to see it. And now I kind of have uh, Shang-Chi competing with it if I get time to see a movie. So who knows? At least with Shang-Chi, I can watch it at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I don't see it within a week, you guys go ahead and spoil it because that's on me. Um, it's full of candies. It is full of candies. Okay, the so. Mans. She candies, knows our... candies and toilets. And mans. Really. Mans and toilets. <laughs> and fur uh, pimp coats. So the winner. Books. If you guys are on the Facebook group, I announced the winner of this month's prize pack. We actually had a bunch of entries uh, as opposed to like the two or three that we were getting. We had a grand total of 13, I think, or 12. 12. Awesome. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, Dawn DeRazio won. And I will be finding a way to get her prize pack to her. Either I'm going to be dropping it off while I'm working or I'm going to mail it to her. I need to look at my schedule. I don't want to make her wait too long because I know she really wants those Kenner Ghostbuster toys and the ninja poster that I promised her from way back when. Um, this week's prize edition, the first prize of four that I am doing for this month is a theatrical teaser poster for the Devil's Rejects. Ooh. Nice rolled, looks really cool. This is the one that shows the motel with the door open and the mm-hmm. arm hanging out of it. So... See, I'm not going to lie. I would have been a little bit more excited if it was Devil Wears products, but that's just me. So, you know, or just the I, movie Devil. Yeah, the elevator button's really cool for yeah. a poster. Um, <laughs> so these prizes will be getting cooler. Um, I am working with some people to get some kind of cooler, better stuff for this month. So I'm starting small, and I'm going to get bigger and bigger. Instead of starting big and getting smaller and smaller uh, to kind of build up anticipation. So that's what's coming. So I want to have a discussion with you guys. I went on vacation two weeks ago at Lake George, New York. I had a moment where I left our motel hotel to go to a nearby gas station to get ice cream. They had pints of like Ben and Jerry's and things like that. It was dark. It was rainy. I was walking along the back of this motel and I got the notion in my head, what the hell would I do if Jason Voorhees came out? Because that's what it, it seemed like the final act rainstorm in my mind. I felt <laughs> yeah. like I was in, I felt like I was in part three or part four. I felt like Tommy Jarvis. And, I was going to say, <laughs> were you ready to like shave your head? And Well, the funny thing was, I wasn't scared. I felt like I'd be like, oh, hi, Jason. Like that meme of Forrest <laughs> Gump where he's waving on the boat. Oh, yeah. And then I just wondered, like, what the hell would Jason do if somebody was excited to see him? Because everybody panics. But what if he ran into, like, a fanboy? Like, what would he shrug? Would he stop and, like, sign my cleavage with a Sharpie? <laughs> you know, like. No, he I'd would like carve it. So. He would carve it with his machete. Yeah, and then you, you know, hugged him 
And would it like make his black heart grow three times? Maybe. And he would be a kinder, gentler Jason. <laughs> I remember Mike just... the kinder, gentler Hitler. I do. <laughs> oh God. I kind of picture uh, him just being confused and like looking around like me. They're like, yeah, it's Jason. You know. Yeah, you buddy. Hey, come here. Bring it in. Bring it in, man. Like, Is, are we're you making scores. I mean, come on over. And all, but. Yeah. Hey, you're dead. It's all good, right? So I'm proposing the question to you guys. Like, what would you do if you ran into, like, Cropsy? Or, I mean, you probably have a good chance of surviving if you, you worded everything right. If it was, like, Angela. Leprechaun. Take your pick. Right. <laughs> what would you do? Would you roger it and just jump out a window? <laughs> would you uh, be like me and be overexcited? Well, I, I think uh, Susie can attest to my reaction when faced with danger at, at any haunted house. <laughs> I I may be a large man, but I turn into greased friggin' lightning when I'm scared. And I may not be a small girl. But when when you're doing the everybody hold on to somebody and Mike hears that chainsaw and I'm the one holding on to him, boy, do my feet go flying up behind me and I am flying through the air behind Mike like a human cape. It's like when Bluto grabs olive oil and just runs away with her. Yes. <laughs> See, this is you're going to laugh. But again, like Mike, Mike can attest to this being 100 percent true. When I get a little bit uneasy in in situations like that, where where I'm facing something that that like is kind of scared, kind of makes me uneasy, I freeze in place, put my hands up on my head like antlers, and yell, "Moose!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, moose hands! Mike has seen oh. this firsthand. I have. <laughs> So, I, uh, I, I guess what we're saying is I might survive I <laughs> depending, depending on what I'm going up against. I am the I worst mean, in, in... If uh, I met... Oh, you go ahead, Susie. I'm sorry. I cut you off. If I met Pinhead, I would I would have no chance. Like, I would, I would just become a Cenobite and I would just accept my fate. And I would be like, um, can that bitch Angelique just go like, bye-bye? Can I be your right hand... Can I be a right-hand bitch? Like, fuck Julia, fuck Angelique. But if I was to meet the Frankenstein monster, I'd be like, you know what? I understand that you are misunderstood. I'll be your friend. And then he'd be like, friend? And then it would be like a montage of us, like, having a picnic and having a tea party and frolicking through, a like, a meadow of daisies. So it would be the monster squad. Yes, See, I'm, exactly. I'm, like I'm, I'm picturing absolutely. you and Frank ascend at like Claire's, getting <laughs> yeah. Things. We would go to Cowpoke and we would get like our actually no because he has the bolts so the earrings might be too much. Yeah. But we would get friendship tattoos. Oh, see, I'm still, uh, Susie. I think you missed this part, but I am, I'm, I'm a wee bit overtired today. Um, so for some reason, I, I thought you were still talking about pinhead so i was just gonna <laughs> i was just gonna chime in with like pinhead having that moment of 
we have such sights to show you. And then he opens the box to reveal like a puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> I can just picture him doing like such like normal things around Niagara Falls. Like you take him to the outlet, he gets some like sugar pretzel bites and anans. You know, like he goes to the Disney store. We go He's into the like, cinnamon. He buys one of those like he gets an ironic T-shirt to put on over his like dress. Uh, I just I see him completely straight faced, just being like, "I have the cinnamon sugar bites because they have sin." I take him on the maid of the mist and is trying to put the little yeah. little scarf over him. His pins like repulsing him, uh. and then we take pictures and like he tries to smile, but it looks very awkward. Because his teeth are all like they look like just a giant grill. Oh, and, he, and he comes off and his pins are all rusted. Yes. <laughs> and then we have to go to a hardware store to get some WD forty. <laughs> oh. Oh, good times. Uh, good times. Yeah. So it would be interesting. Yeah. I'm, that- I, I would that would be fun <laughs> i'm the worst at haunted houses because i'm always excited to be there and um i look at every like yearly i look at like the ruby's haunted house catalog so if i see something and i know what it is i'm like oh it's the werewolf here's the pressure pad and i get overexcited while everybody else is like you know biting their fingernails i'm jumping up and down in the motion sensors or we'll walk into a room and be like there's a guy over there behind that barrel <laughs> like I, I'm very, I don't know what the word is for it, but I, overexcited when I shouldn't be, and it ruins everybody's fun. Like I've been in haunted houses where somebody would be like, "Do we stop?" You know, it's like, but I'm having so much fun. That's such a cool costume. Or like, is that the thing from the thing? And it's just you know some kid at a part time job who's supposed to be a zombie and to say boo, but I'm excited because whoever did like Halloween Horror Nights bought the latest greatest zombie puking into a barrel animatronic whatever <laughs> i'm the one that's asking jason for an autograph while he's trying to kill teenagers <laughs> you're like oh can i try the mask on please 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 you know like i'm super irritated and then he stops and scratches his head yeah like what what do i do with this guy <laughs> like, yeah I, I can picture him like scratching his head with one hand while continuing to stab the teenagers with the other <laughs> <laughs> Step again, yeah, killing a teenager, but then looking into my cell phone and doing like the peace sign for a selfie. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, a fun, a fun filter on, so he's got like a puppy dog face on his mask. So it's more like Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, slash chat. <laughs> so, Mike, you would totally do like the shag, the Shaggy Scooby, and just run oh, yeah. in place and then disappear into a cloud of smoke. Yep. With apparently Susie dragging behind me, fluttering in the wind. Yep. <laughs> and and you guys would have time to get away because I would be kind of frozen in place being ridiculous and be the first fodder. Josh would just go, moose, and we'd just run. <laughs> and then later the survivors could go back and get me and make me into jerky. <laughs> You're welcome, Josh. No. Was it Leatherface? Because they'll do it for us. Exactly. And then they win the jerky competition and the chili competition. Then they have what they call a monopoly. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to visit Texas 
I'm going to get some chili. <laughs> and when I pull one of those hard peppercorns out of there, I'm going to wonder, is this one of Josh's teeth? And I'll be like, you know, <laughs> I'm mad about this, but Josh is just so damn delicious. <laughs> and I I dunk like my stale roll in it and just be like, this is, wow, so sad. I wonder what happened to all Josh's stuff. <laughs> num, 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 num. Just weeping and eating Josh chili. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my poor friend. He's so oh. well seasoned. Josh is going to make me fart later, but it's worth it. <laughs> okay. Uh, are, are guys... every, every time but you fart, least... a little ghost of me is going to come out. <laughs> but at least I'll poop with the door closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Clifford it. Would you guys like to hear another word from our sponsor this week, Sandy Oh, yes. oh of course. All right, let me uh, gear the tape up. So uh, sit back, relax, and listen to a word from our friend, Sandy Puss, and her safety tips. Hello, friends. I'm Sandy Puss. Do you love horror movies so much that you feel like you want to reenact them? Those intimate scenes between two people usually teenagers that are very smitten or just two people in heat. But you're afraid of the consequences. Fear no more. I offer books and seminars on how to safely indulge without the risk of death or dismemberment or any other unpleasantries. You like the beach after what do you like the beach after watching I know what you did those last summers, but are afraid of catching crustaceans or being hideously murdered after all that motion in your ocean, my books will show you how with Sandy Puss's patented techniques to not only keep you alive, but keep your cave dust-free and your partner coming back for more hook, line, and sinker. First 10 people to either buy one of my books or sign up for one of my, for one of my seminars gets a bonus. That's right. I'll include at no extra cost my own Sandy Puss cleaner for your nooks and crannies. But wait, there's more. If you use the code Josh Mikes, you'll get a savings on the seminar itself. Instead of $99.99, you'll pay the reduced price of $99.50, and I'll give you a free copy of the Kinkronomicon. No charge. That's on me. To register for the seminar, call 1-555-SANDYPUSS. Don't forget to use the code Josh Mikes because I met these guys at a toy convention, which I soon found out was not the right convention I was going to. But again, that's one five 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 S A N D P U S. I have to keep muting when you're doing those. <laughs> I I purposefully mute as soon as it. As soon as it switches over, otherwise I'd I'd kill the whole thing. <laughs> the last that's Sandy is Puss. my favorite. She's hilarious. <laughs> oh. All right, we're on a roll. I'm gonna keep going. And you know, I I have heard uh, from two different sources uh, that swear by the Sandy Puss seminar. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, neighbor of Pickman's Labs, the uh, sort of eccentric old woman. Uh, Mrs. Calabash, uh, who I, I secretly uh, blast Bell Biv DeVoe just to drive crazy. Um, <laughs> she she swears by by the seminars. So 
Didn't you tell me she got, like, she paid, she used the code, paid the reduced price, and the Kinkronomicon, she said, totally changed her sex life? Uh. I'm I'm not sure I want to know about Mrs. Calabash's sex life because she already kind of scares me. Oh. But Josh, she knows about yours. Oh, I know. <laughs> 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 the Belbiv Devo does not cover the noises that I make with Gar, my uh, my my guest analog robot. <laughs> oh, that's disturbing. <laughs> I can I I can attest for sure that there's people out there that are having a better love life and have survived the trials of being dumb, stupid, horny teenagers. Thanks to Sandy Puss and her patented system. I mean, she said it herself. I'm considering like maybe not the seminar. That's a little pricey. I'll have to she doesn't have a website though. I don't know if I trust people that don't have websites. Doesn't she have instructional VHS tapes that you can get still? She might. I know a lot of us still have the VCR DVD combo. I would buy it. I would buy a VCR to watch those VHS tapes. You know, you can still go to any Goodwill and get a great VCR that still works. If you need help and instruction from Sandy Puss, Sandy Puss, (laughs) you just have to adjust the tracking. (laughs) You know what else you can find at most Goodwills? underwear That's yeah right. just saying if you like them pre-seasoned <laughs> oh no go to salvation army go to goodwill and you get some good stuff you know if oh you God. like you like a little spritz of chocolate <laughs> all right i'm gone i'm not gonna go Oh my god, that's like a turkey. That is the most foul description. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I can say safely that all four of us have some sort of horror toys. Maybe we have yes. a few, maybe we have too many. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can also safely say that we all four of us have seen way too many horror movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what movies do you think, what franchises, whatever, are sorely missing toys for people like us to buy? Do we want to bring up ones that have never had toys made or just ones that we would like more toys from? Both. No rules. Just talk. Hmm. Ooh. Basket case. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, not nearly enough case. basket case. Frank and I just rewatched that movie. Yes, I would love a Frankenhooker and a Jeffrey doll. And yeah. the Jeffrey doll, much like the Julia doll that I have, Jeffrey would come as Jeffrey and then he would have a skin to put on at the end as end of movie Jeffrey. You know, I I think there is a a missed opportunity uh, for uh, where between Boglins and Basket Case because oh, God, I think yeah. Belial oh, would have made man. a perfect Boglins crossover. Oh, that would be so cool! And they don't now, even make like the high end 
like bump in the night replicas of basket case. Yeah. I mean, the best one I have is yours, Josh. And that, you know, it's like fan stuff. But like, yeah, Belial gets no love. And I remember like in the early days of eBay. Belial got love at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But like I used to look for the baby Belials that were in parts uh, two and three. Yeah. Figuring that somebody took the props home and something popped up like a long time ago. Like I think uh, Frank Hellenlauter has a few of them still. But they're just rubber props. They'll rotted. They're all gone. But that's something that's like, I want that, like a squishy toy or something. You know, like <laughs> I'd want it to have a little squeaky inside. I will buy anything Charlie Band. Anything. Oh yeah. Like NECA, just make Ginger Dead Man. Killer Blast. Like just, I will buy Killer Bong. My brother has a Killer Bong that he bought at um, Horror Hound in Cincinnati. Oh, that's, that's awesome. wonderful. And it is it is usable. Oh. <laughs> that's even more wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. I have a ghoulie statue that I bought from fullmoon.com, but it could be a lot better. You know, like uh, an affordable ghoulie. They have like, you can buy like a life-size ghoulie replica, but it's like 300 bucks. You know, yeah. like, how about just like puppet master-sized ghoulies? I would... Buy the shit that. out of that. And like, Josh, nothing against what you've made, but like Farmer Vincent oh, would be yeah. awesome. Um, Phantom of the Paradise. Mm-hmm. Killbots. Oh my Basically, god, an entire an entire line of toys from Phantom of the Paradise. Yes. Complete with knee job. Yes. <laughs> you know what I want yep. them is I want them as Barbies. For whatever reason, like I picture meat as like a Ken doll. Yeah. You like, know, that have... be... you guys oh, remember the old Michael Jackson toys? Line. Yeah. Top, remember the old top. Michael Jackson toys that had like the sparkly glove? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like an oven mitt. I'm picturing meat like that. Now, see, Tops and Mego are already doing like every crazy character out there. They should totally do Phantom of the Paradise. Yes. That's a perfect fit. Um, now, whoever oh, good. Penguin's body is on, make a swan out of that. <laughs> uh, calling back to one of our previous episodes i'm still wishing that we had a return of the living deadline um yes. i would love to have and i and i mean a full line of action figures like all the punks a bunch of the zombies suicides car playset. you know <laughs> like i would love that uh but one that i would really really like to see is a reanimator line oh yeah but yep. have, have all the zombies glios compatible so you can do stuff like create the severed bat head or piece like hands together with a head on it and make like a weird little crawly you know a crawly head monster like you could basically play herbert west and create zombies out of the random pieces from the different figures you know i think that that would be be reanimator i just buy a bucket of body parts as a kid oh god yeah it makes stuff you know, like a, like Mr. Potato Head, but it's a foot. <laughs> you know, you could <laughs> you could sew eyeballs onto it and fingers and the, the Herbert West playset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, I I will say like, well, I can't. It's hard for me to specifically think of something that's lacking because a, a lot of those things are things that I try and think about. 
Mm-hmm. It's things that's like, well, we should make that. Uh, yep. I will say I, I do feel like there is a severe lack, even though I understand why. I feel like there is a severe lack of uh, children's toys from franchises that should not have children's toys. Like, I grew up playing with Kenner Aliens, man. Mm-hmm. Aliens and, well, and Robocop. Robocop well. and, yeah, yeah. And I'd buy like, Kenner Human Centipede. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I honestly would. <laughs> like, why is there not a uh, Dr. Hyder's Play-Doh Human Centipede playset? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I, why I isn't there a Deliverance playset for kids? <laughs> now, it, and if you see the the thing with Dr. Hyder's Play-Doh human centipede set is you play the part of Dr. Hyder and you have to assemble all of the pieces correctly and then like do the Play-Doh press through and if you've done it correctly the Play-Doh will press properly through what you've built. Okay. All three you know, pieces of it. I was going to say like it should be cookie <laughs> colors or the game Cooties but co-branded with human centipede but your idea is much better because you could do <laughs> Like the Play-Doh spaghetti here, but it's just going to come with brown Play-Doh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ass to mouth. You oh, never go crazy. ass to mouth. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, can if, you just if, picture if, the Play-Doh like, coming out from each section like in the movie? Yep. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't connect it properly, so it's kind of squeezing out? Yep. So, this is a perfect time to address something. <laughs> Count Creepyhead is named after my favorite Play-Doh toy, which is Count Creepyhead, which is a skull, and you put a hot, clear plastic Halloween mask on it, and you pump Play-Doh through it, red Play-Doh, and it would squirt out the eyes and the top of the head and stuff. As a kid, I loved over-pumping it because it would explode, and red Play-Doh would shoot out the ears and everything like that. Can you imagine doing that with human centipede Play-Doh toys? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want this to be real so bad. <laughs> we are sick, sick puppies. <laughs> but you know, as, as disgusting as this is, I guarantee you people would buy it. I oh, would yeah. buy it for Henry for his seventh birthday and piss his mother off. <laughs> this is my wife's godson, by the way. <laughs> like, I got in so much trouble. Um, so I didn't send you the notes, did I, Susie? No. So I have the next segment is just shooting the Susie. And I have these two segments together because we can kind of pick your brain. Like we know you collect Hellraiser stuff. Mm -hmm. What did you play with as a kid? Um, I played with a lot of He-Man stuff because growing up until I was six years old, I was an only child. So my mom's best friend, when I was younger, she had two boys. So I was very much a tomboy when I was little. So we would always go to their house to hang out. And they had like, I don't even remember the names of it, but they had this one He-Man castle. I think it was like a, it was part of the Skeletor castle, but there was like, like a snake and you had a microphone. You know, it's funny. None of us would know the answer to that question. I know all three of you know what that is. Yes. I'm not at all waiting for an Origins version of that. 
But that was my favorite toy, and I asked for it for Christmas. And I remember my dad not getting it for me because it wasn't a toy for girls. Did you have She-Ra? I had She-Ra, Princess of Power, and much like Jessica, Mike's wife, I loved Gem and the holograms. Mm. And And I collected... And I love the Misfits more because they were real (laughs) badass. Same with Jess. Yeah. It's funny you mention this. I've never met anybody our age that liked Gem and the Holograms that didn't like the Misfits more. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Everybody so much says cooler. the same thing. Like, yeah, Gem was cool, but the Misfits was what was really awesome. I played with Transformers, um, My Little Pony a little bit, but I was more like GoBots. Do you guys? Of course, you guys remember GoBots. They were like the yeah. If you bought Transformers on Wish, I was a GoBots kid. Oh, good old GoBots. Yeah. Um, I remember the TV show Photon. It was kind of like laser tag. Yeah. Yeah. Like I liked Photon more than laser tag. And again, that wasn't like a thing for girls. So I wasn't allowed to have that. But my like my friends that were guys had it. So played that when I would go over there. But yeah, you know, I didn't Voltron. Oh my god. I had the the one toy that was for boys, for quote boys, that I did have. And actually of the whole set in my room to this day, I'm 42 years old. It's the only one I could still find in my old house. I still have the orange lion on my nightstand. I had the full Voltron, all the cats, all the characters, put them together, take them apart. Oh. That was like my favorite toy as a kid. Mike, did you oh, know this about Susie or did I just discover this? What's that? That she had Voltron? That she was a huge nerd as a kid. Oh, no, we've discussed this kind of stuff before. Okay. <laughs> I remember you know, way back in the Denny's days, uh, we used to all sit around and reminisce about our childhood. And a lot of times toys and toys and cartoons would come up often. I try to be cool with my daughter and be like, you want to play with boys toys? Go for it. I'm totally fine with that because like, God knows I have enough. And every time she's like, yeah, but I need lip gloss. So, like, <laughs> so put lip gloss on, put lip gloss on the Transformers. She does. She's big into LOLs right now. And first grade starts in a week. So that's like her laser focus. I don't is know what an ready. LOL is. LOL is this plastic ball, like a Pokemon or like a, um, you know, like you get the pantyhose, the eggs in the 80s. You like oh, recreate yeah. work from work. Just picture that. And there's like a little naked doll that's dressed like a hooker. that's inside of it. It's a mystery what hooker doll you're going to get. Literally, <laughs> my wife calls them hooker dolls because they look like hookers. Yeah. And literally, like you're not a little girl unless you've got at least one LOL. And there's LOL girls and LOL boys. And they dress like little street people. She loves them. <laughs> And she's got like a thousand of them, and I step on them in the middle of the night constantly. And yeah, Uh, I don't know why, but I think the description of their dress like little street people is hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) it's not. Oh, my favorite, my favorite He Man was the one where you would punch, like the other one would punch him in the chest, and his shield would flip so it would get dented. Yeah, yes, yeah, that was my favorite He Man. Welcome to the club. Susie, Thanks. you passed the test. Awesome. What, what about, uh, I always ask this to people, and they're, they're kind of confused. They feel like I'm uh, I'm being a shrink to them. But when did you get into horror movies? 
I was very young. And when I say horror, horror movies to me, well, horror movies are horror movies, but I would, I would say probably seven or eight. And when I say that, I mean, the first horror movies I remember watching were with my grandparents and they were the universal monsters. So the first horror movies I ever watched were like Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, like Bride of Frankenstein. Yep. So those were the first ones I was ever introduced to. I think the first more contemporary horror movie I ever saw was probably probably The Exorcist. And that movie just scared me. I was probably nine or ten when I saw that. And just the whole head spinning thing. And I think that's part of it, too. I was raised very strict Catholic. And that movie is based on a lot of, like, Catholic themes, obviously. And ever since then, I've had a very strong fascination with movies about possession and Catholicism. And, like, The Omen, uh, Rosemary's Baby, um, the exorcism of Emily Rose, like movies about possession really fascinate me and about the whole Catholic church cover up thing. But the exorcist friggin terrified me as a child. And from there, I kind of moved into like the slasher thing. I think first slasher movie I ever saw was probably Friday the 13th part six, which to this day is my favorite one. And then I went moved into like the Freddy and, you know, Halloween. And then just seeing, like, the goofy ones, like Slumber Party Massacre. And I just, I, my parent, my mom let me watch a lot of stuff very young that I probably shouldn't have been able to watch. But, hey, I turned out okay. It's kind of a running theme we have on the show is that we were, our parents didn't bat an eyelash for letting us watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, whatever. Parents now would be like, no, 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 no. Um, and now we're all functioning adults, kind of despite how weird our childhoods might have been. Something that all three of us did was mess up our toys because we were a little demented. Did you ever, like, give Barbie a haircut? Oh, God, I shaved her head. Like, before Bob, Barbie and the Rockers, I know I don't know if you three as guys remember Barbie and the Rockers was like the response to Jem and the holograms to try to keep Barbie relevant. So I remember like before I got any Jem dolls, like I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Jem, the misfits. I remember taking one of my Barbie dolls and like cutting her hair into like a Mohawk and just trying to make her badass and I would try to like cut her outfits into more of like a punker look, a punk rock look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean my mom didn't care but there were other members of my family that were like, "What are you doing? That's the devil's music." Uh. <laughs> Finally, I have been looking for so long to find somebody that kind of modified their Barbies. Everybody I've talked to it's been like, "No, I took care of them." It's Barbie. No, and I like I took Crayola like markers, like permanent markers, like put more makeup on her, like like dark red on her cheeks, like to make her look like a punk rocker, painted her nails black with Sharpies. Like I yeah. Nice. Awesome. We set our toys on fire and put them in microwaves, but you've listened to the show, so you know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my version of setting my toys in the microwave. 
Um, is your husband like that, or is he kind of his own separate kind of nerd? Um, he's his own separate kind of nerd. He is really big into video games. I am to an extent. Um, my favorite video game of all time, I would say, is Bioshock. I love the graphics. I love the story. I love, um, Mike's wife and I have this in common too. I love thrifting and vintage things. So I very much love like that 1940s feel that that video game has. Um, he's very, very big into video games. He loves racing. Um, we both share a love for formula one racing, which easiest way to explain it is it's very, very classy European NASCAR. Um, I have a favorite driver he is not into horror movies really at all. There are certain movies he'll watch with me for the Boogeyman's Closet podcast, but for the most part, I watch them by myself. It's just not his thing. But I can also get behind like the Fast and the Furious franchise because I just, I can sit back and just watch a movie and say, these cars are really cool and it's just a fun ride. I can just turn my mind off and be like, this is a fun movie. He, um, yeah, he also does a lot of gardening. Okay. So that's, that's his shtick. He also hates the word shtick. He hates that sh at the beginning of any word. <laughs> so it's a good thing he can't hear me because he'd probably throw something at me right now. Well, that's cool, you know? Yeah, opposite, opposites, opposites attract. attract. Yeah, you, you yeah. took the words out of my mouth. Oh, he's very big into comic books, too. He actually, he has an entire sleeve. Well, it's not fully, it's not completely done. But um, Mike, actually, he designed our wedding invitations. We actually eloped. And when Shane proposed to me, he knows that Hellraiser is my favorite franchise. And he made the Lament configuration box and put my my engagement ring in it when he proposed so when we did our like reception our backyard party we had mike design the invitations so Mm -hmm. my favorite comic character is wonder woman i've loved her since i was a little girl like as a kid i would sit at the foot of my parents bed with a hanger and pretend i was flying the invisible jet like in my wonder woman under ruse like flying the invisible jet, going to like fight the Nazis. His favorite is Batman, and he has almost a full sleeve of just Batman tattoos. Like he's got Catwoman, he's got Robin, Batman, the Joker. He's got a couple like of the Joker playing cards tattooed. He's got on his elbow, like in the comic, like the pow, like from like the 60s TV show. So Mike did us as like the American Gothic painting. At the farmhouse. That's awesome. But Batman and Wonder Woman and Shane's like got the straw hanging out of his mouth holding the pitchfork. (laughs) (laughs) And um, every year for our anniversary, Shane commissions Mike to do a different um, picture for us. So our first anniversary was um, we we both love Vikings. So it was a Viking theme, the road to Valhalla with the rainbow road and everything. And we were dressed like Vikings and our second anniversary, which was 2021 or no 2020. Um, he did eternal love, which was Frankenstein and the bride of Frankenstein. 
So Shane and Shane said he's already given talk to Mike about ideas for our third anniversary. So, yep, uh, I say nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what, Shane, we're very different, but we're still very we're very compatible. So I'm very lucky to say that I really have found my person and I'm very yeah. fortunate, very fortunate in that. I, I always like hearing what he comes up with because he, he gives me a lot of uh, room for, you know, creativity and, and basically my own interpretation on stuff. But he always has really great ideas with where like where he wants it to cut, like where what he wants it to be. And he gave me a really cool one uh, for this year. So I, I'm excited to work on it. And you never, ever disappoint. Like, like I could take a picture. We have a whole wall in our living room <laughs> that we are actually every year we're going to put the picture. And I can take a picture of it and send it to you. It's just, it's amazing. Like, the ideas that Shane gives him and then mm-hmm. how Mike puts, like, puts it into, into reality. I'm going to, I'm going to make a guess here. Uh, uh, this, I think this next one is going to be uh, one of, one of the. One of you is one of the trees from the Black Woods, and the other one is an owl that is not what they seem. I don't know. I won't find out until October 30th. So we got married on Devil's Night. And even before we got married, when we were dating every year, we watched The Crow. That's one of Mm -hmm. my favorite movies ever since it came out. And that's like a kind of like horror slash comic movie that we find common ground on. So it went from just like this, okay, we watch this every year on Devil's Night to now this is our anniversary movie and we watch it every year on our anniversary. Oh, well then duh, it's gonna it's gonna be artwork of Shane making out with uh with Brandon Lee. Probably. <laughs> would you guys think it would be romantic if I had Josh sculpt two vomiting slime heads of me and my wife for our anniversary? <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> You think I don't that know your wife, over so well? I don't know what her I don't know what her reaction would be. Okay, would now this, this there, would it wouldn't go over. <laughs> there, well, <laughs> now my question is there there are three different directions my brain went with that already. <laughs> so do we go actual like sculpted vomit, almost like a vomit rainbow between your two heads, or do we go with heads that can vomit slime? Or do we go like kind of the like old like Maba Japanese vinyl heads where you can like squeeze it and like a little plastic piece of vomit will come out of the mouth? No, it needs to be actual slime. So if I'm going to get in trouble with my wife with a joke gift on our 10th anniversary, because if we're going to do this, go for broke. I should also ruin our carpets. (laughs) Just saying. Maybe oh, I, I babe, it. I love you, and that is not what I'm getting you for our 10th anniversary. Anyways, um, we're gonna have We have one last word from our friend Sandy Puss this week, and then we're gonna wrap the show up. So if you guys sit back, relax, and take notes because you should give her a call. We'll be right back. Hi there. Do you love horror movies so much that you feel compelled to reenact those intimate scenes between two smitten, usually teenagers, but are afraid of the consequences? Fear no more. I'm Sansy Puss, and I offer books and seminars on how to safely indulge without the risk of death or dismemberment 
or other unpleasantries. Are haunted houses or just general murder movies that get your pots pulsating, but you've seen Candyman, Paranormal Activity, Dracula, Hellraiser, or just the first season of American Horror Story too many times and are scared of being killed or ending up with bats in your belfry, attending my seminar, buying my books, or subscribing to my VHS of the Month Club will not only teach you all the moves to keep you alive, but also keep the lament out of your configuration. We'll have your partner bringing sweets to the suite over and over until you're screaming like a banshee, begging to be kept in eternity trapped. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a little carried away there. <laughs> Anyways, first 10 people to sign up for one of my seminars or subscribe to my VHS of the month club gets a bonus. That's right. I'll include at no additional cost a two-day supply of Sandy Puss's Sage to keep the ghosties at bay. But wait, there's a bonus. If you call now and use the code JoshMikes, you'll get a savings on the seminar itself. Instead of $99.99, you'll pay the reduced price of $99.50, and I'll throw in a copy of the Kink, Kink Neuromicon at no additional charge. To register, call 1-555-SANDYPUSS, and don't forget to use the code JOSHMIKES, because I met these guys at a toy convention out in, I don't know, I think it was Jersey City, but I'm not sure. But I also found out it was not the type of toy convention I was looking to go to. But anyways, again, that's 1-555-S-A-N-D-P-U-S. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Josh Mikes. Oh. It'll keep like laments that's... out of your configuration. I feel like that should be a candy like Mike and Ike's Josh Mike's. <laughs> it would be little slime heads. It would. Uh, Three you know, flavors. I... One of them tastes like beef jerky. <laughs> beef curtains. Oh, Alfred, <laughs> oh, you remember that from back in the day. Oh, is that a flavor? <laughs> Oh, I don't remember where that came from, but that is not something anybody wants any part of. No. Uh, no. It's a very nice cut. <laughs> <laughs> Do your oh, lips no. hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? <laughs> okay. We are going to wrap things up with our Hall of Fame segment. Last week's winner, I just cast the tie-breaking vote is the NECA spider gremlin. Mike, it was a dead heat with um, your playset, but I hadn't battle voted station. yet. The battle station, the Starrier's battle station. Um, I have the NECA spider gremlin. I do not have the Starrier's battle station. And um, I did a tiebreaker. I'm so sorry. But uh, that is the winner for last week. Um. Congratulations to uh, Chris Hammond for picking that awesome, awesome choice. You won. Woo! And I say it is a great figure. <laughs> Susie. Yes. Being our guest, do you have something you would like to nominate this week? If Although you don't, I can't remember the name something. of it. That um, the castle from He-Man that I loved. Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain, yes. Snake Mountain, that's my nomination for this week. Susie, I guarantee you, no matter what we choose, 
you're going to win. That's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's a heavy hitter. <laughs> uh, Mike, what's your pick? Uh, well, it uh, definitely, I, I don't see it beating Snake Mountain because I might even vote for Snake Mountain. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the second version of Cygor from McFarlane Toys, the 12-inch one that had the opening chest plate with the oh. little cyborg chimp. Um, that is one of my favorite toys. Same. It's, I, it, it, Mc, this was when McFarland had hit his stride. Like, all the toys coming out around that time were amazing, but this figure was everything you want. It's a giant robot monkey with a little robot monkey, and he has a hook for a hand. <laughs> it's just so darn cool. But yeah, I, I love that figure. Still do. Still have it. It's amazing. All right. I'll go next. Yeah, I can't beat any of these. I can't beat either. Uh, so my choice, I'm sure we all remember this from when we were kids. The awesome arm from Zima Toys, which is the Terminator arm that you could find at like KB Toys. Oh, where I you, love you pull the little levers and it made the fingers move. Oh, the yeah. Part of every kid's one-time Terminator Halloween costume. I don't know mm-hmm. why I thought of it, but everybody had the damn thing. Everybody loved it. It is a fun toy. Yeah. But it's not Snake Mountain. (laughs) There is only one Snake Mountain. (laughs) Nothing is Snake Mountain. Josh? Uh, You know, I I think the closest I can come to competing with any of these is going to be the Kenner Ultra Police ED-260, which is actually the ED-209, but... Yes, but the uh, the the vintage RoboCop ED two oh nine. Damn, I'll be honest. I almost picked that last week. Yeah, it, something ooh. about the fact that its big action feature was basically to uh, you know rapid fire caps as if it was like blowing the holes in the guy in the boardroom. <laughs> yep. I oh man. That's such a great pick. I love that glow in the dark RoboCop. Yeah, and that, that whole line was great. Yes, it, it was. really was. But it's not Snake Mountain. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have mine, and my daughter played with it, and it broke. Oh, oh no! I have the new one, which she played with it, and um, it's it's okay. It's it's. Only a fall, a few small things kind of disappeared. But um, she plays with boys' toys in that she loves He-Man castles and putting trolls in them and going crazy because the new ones are like her size. So uh, yeah, she loves them. All right, yeah, because the, the new ones look amazing. They're oh, great. Yeah. Those are your picks this week. So you've got Snake Mountain, Cygor Two, the Awesome Arm, and Ed Two Sixty from the RoboCop and the Ultra Police line. I am going to wrap things up now with the free plug segment. Josh, I know you've got those Michael Myers masks in the shop, but what else is going on? Yeah, there, there are currently two left. Uh, next up is going to be uh, a sculpture of Paula Deen made entirely of butter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to hear this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna include her sons as the base to hold her up <laughs> oh no 
Why are you not a magic carpet? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I never knew she had uh, sons until you started the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anywho. Uh, so, yeah, we've got the two Myers masks coming, uh, that, are, that are left in the shop right now. There will will be uh, a run of a different style after that at some point in the future. Next mini mask, which will be, uh, hasn't been sculpted yet, but uh, next mini mask after Myers is going to be Ghostface. Uh, there is still the David Cronenberg mini bust in the shop uh, available. It's in a made to avail- that I can speak, I swear it. It's in a made to order capacity, so uh, it is just going to be available until I decide it's not. Uh, and after that is probably going to be Orson Welles. <gasps> is he going to be drunk? The French drink wine. He he has the angry Orson eyes, so he's nice. like doing that staring out. <laughs> now, is this the bus that's designed to go on top of the bottle, or did you uh, give it a base? I'm not- well, it it does fit on the base. I'm not sure if uh if it's large enough to properly accommodate a bottle topper. It's okay. not small, but I I don't want to hurt the sculpt itself, so got it. Mike. Uh, Boogeyman's closet. Well, we are about to enter our month of who done it movies. Uh the winners this month uh, kind of surprised me. Obviously, Scream, we knew that was going to come in. But we have Scream, Saw, Club Dread, and Identity. Uh, so we'll be kicking things off with episode 109, which will be Identity. Um, and that will come out the same week this does. Sweet. Susie, do you have anybody you would like to give a shout out to? Any kind of plugs? Paula Dean. Uh, shout out <laughs> to Paula Dean. Um, yeah. Shout out to Orson Welles for being a saucy booze hound. <laughs> I want to see Orson Welles fight Paula Deen. The you know, ghost. Out. I want to see the ghost of Orson Welles, like in, like on Big Mouth, the ghost of Orson Welles <laughs> and the ghost of Jerry Orbach fight. <laughs> and the referee is going to be the ghost of Duke Ellington. <laughs> and the cheerleader is going to be the hormone monstrous Netflix make this happen yes <laughs> and at the end she'll say why don't you go and take a bubble bath <laughs> oh. I love that show I do too oh, and this one can be called Orson's Not Wells yep <laughs> yep Orson sticks it in Jerry's Orbach. Oh, it's, it's going to be either. <laughs> oh, called, my. It's going to be either called the ghost of Jerry Orbach or planet Kentucky. <laughs> One of the two. Oh, God. Oh, God. Planet Kentucky. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 12 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. This is Mike saying stop eating butter. <laughs> I'll see you later, y'all. Bye. Bubble bath.
Ha ha. Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!